Welcome to WISE, a podcast for women introverts, sensitives, and empaths. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, business coach, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and former private chef. WISE is all about mindset, entrepreneurship and business, food and nutrition, spirituality, relationships, and ultimately living your purpose, all through the lens of the sensitive, introverted, and empathic woman. I know you might feel like the information out there isn't suited for you, but this is because we're powerful, strong, and deep, and we've got potential. Let's begin to let that out right now. What's up, friends? Thank you so much for tuning into WISE. I am so grateful that you are here. Before we get into today's episode, which is all about COVID, but also not, we are going to have some lessons in there. Uh, I wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for your just insanely kind words on my episode about my coming out and my story. So many of you reached out. It was likely one of the, maybe the top five most downloaded episodes uh, of this podcast. And so many of you reached out for different reasons. Uh, some of you were saying, you know, thank you for sharing this because it helps me have the courage to make a change or to do something that I want to do in my life that, you know, perhaps is not conventional. Some of you reached out about having queer or gay people in your lives and kind of learning how to you know, what to say if they come out to you. I will likely do a whole other episode just about that uh, at some point in the future because lots of you messaged me. I even had some teachers message me saying that, you know, they are often the first line of communication for their kids and they often, like the kids that they teach, and they often know things before the parents do. And it was just, it meant so much to me to hear from you all, you know, for you to say that you appreciated it. I even had, you know, some of my friends listened to the episode and and Chante listened to the episode and, uh, you know, everybody who has been with me since day one, you know, were like, oh, you kept it really simple. You kept it tame. Um, So that was definitely like, obviously it was the story, um, but I also tried to be very cognizant of the other people who were involved. And I also didn't want to make it any sort of like, I, I didn't want it to have any sort of negative vibes or negative energy because there was a lot of stuff that happened, um, you know, with, you know, certain people in my life that was very uh, disappointing and, you um, just something that I would never expect. And, you know, I chose not to talk about that, at least right now. Um, And even through like the personal details of, you know, my divorce and uh, my relationship with Shantae and, and, you know, the details of how that started, uh, you know, I chose to keep those things private, at least for now, because I wanted the theme of the episode to be about, you know, this was something that was... uh, that I chose to do and something that I needed to do for me. And I wanted the focus to be that. So maybe one day we'll share a little bit more. I am going to be doing a 
an, a podcast episode all about the lessons that I learned. So that's going to be the next episode. So stay tuned for that. I'm also going to be doing some episodes around self-trust and fat loss and trusting your, and we're also going to do an episode about, um, should you compliment people's bodies, which are discussions that I've been having with some of you. I've talked about that a little bit on Instagram and in my emails. And I really want to talk about that because there are, I feel like many of us out there are feeling like we are scared to say things uh, or we feel very triggered by things. And I think that this is like an issue in our uh, society right now that we feel like we can't express ourselves in the way that we want to, or because we think someone else is going to get offended. And I hate that feeling. I want us to have enough self-trust to know that if, you know, that you don't have to agree with everybody. And it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Like you can still be friends with people who you disagree with. Maybe if it's like a fundamental thing, obviously like, you know, I'm not going to give any examples right now, but uh, obviously that would, there are things that are deal breakers. Um, But I think that we need to trust ourselves enough. Like the issue isn't like, ooh, what should I say? The issue is like, let me trust myself enough to know that like, if I say something that might offend someone, when we don't mean it, obviously like there's intention over impact and we can't, um, you know, control the impact or how somebody takes something, but then I hope that we can have a conversation there and the other person can tell you, hey, I don't want you to comment on my body. Um, I, I, I don't want you to say anything about how I physically uh, look or I don't want you to talk about diets, whatever it is. I, I really want us to move towards a place where we trust ourselves to handle ourselves in a conversation and also know that if we do say something, then that that other person also has that ability too. I want us to hold ourselves to kind of a higher standard in that sense, right? So, you know, those are just some things too uh, that are coming up and things that I have been thinking about. I am also so excited because Bloom finished my 10-week life coaching program and intuitive macros. This round of intuitive macros finished. The next round of intuitive macros is going to begin on September 6th, which is a Tuesday. We will have our first call on September 13th. This round of intuitive macros is going to be a little bit different because we're going to do what's called a pre-week. So a week of preparation prior to our first call. So the program is actually going to be seven weeks long. It's a six-week program, but we're going to have that first week of a pre, pre-week to kind of get adjusted to, you know, go grocery shopping. That way, when we have our first call, you feel really prepared and you feel really good. So um, Intuitive Macros always launches to the waitlist first. If you want to get on the waitlist, you can go to my link in bio on Instagram, or you can go to the show notes and get on the waitlist there. You can also DM me and I can get you on the waitlist. There are going to be some benefits to be on the waitlist this round. You are going to get a, a little bit of a discount um, and you will have an opportunity to work with me one-on-one as well, uh, or just you know to get some bonuses there around some more customized support. So 
that next round, like I said, is going to start on September 6th. So meaning that it's going to open up to the waitlist in about two weeks, uh, a little bit less than that, maybe a week and a half. And then Bloom is going to start sometime in October. Bloom is my 10-week life coaching program. We just finished it. It was amazing. I loved it. Um, We had a very intimate group this round, and I felt so honored to teach the themes that, you know, we went over in Bloom, which were really around, you know, self-understanding and, you know, being able to communicate your wants, figuring out what you are feeling, figuring out what you want in your life, the action steps that you need to take to get there. There's just so many things involved in that program. We go through a lot of different like concrete techniques to be able to regulate yourself emotionally. And the whole point of the program is to become what I call differentiated. It's actually a term from this book I read called Passionate Marriage. I know it is also a math term, (laughs) Uh, but it really means like becoming your own person and putting yourself first in the sense that you decide your worth, you decide your uh, standards, you decide whether, you know, the value that you have and other people you know, can still give you those things, validation and reassurance, but the focus should really be on us. So I am also going to be sharing some stuff on the podcast around that because we have some really good frameworks for communication, boundaries, attachment style, again, with the goal to really become your best self and somebody who feels really solid uh, in their own transformation, whatever that is. And these are things that we also talk about uh, in intuitive macros, right? Like I know that if you you know that if you've coached with me or done any of my programs, of course we talk about food, but we also talk about the surrounding topics because many times it's not about the food. Many times food is the symptom and the way in which we act out our beliefs and how we feel about ourselves. You know, so I'm really passionate about this. And uh, I'm also going to be opening up a monthly membership for all of my past clients, one on one clients, uh, Bloom participants, and anybody who has taken intuitive macros or any of my other food courses. So, back in the day, if you took uh, Food Freedom School or if you took Intuitive Eating School, you will be eligible to be in that monthly membership. Uh, We are going to have monthly cooking classes. We're going to have calls. We're going to have a really amazing community. And the goal there, the reason why I am making it so that it's only available to past Intuitive Macros participants or past clients is because you are familiar with the way that I coach and you get it in the sense of the way that I talk about nutrition and eating and Uh, you know, the things that allow us to move through this process. So it's really about staying in, you know, continuing to learn and also about having a community and maintaining that amazing relationship with food, which the way that I coach around food, I think that it's really a process of recovery in a sense where when you end a program, like when you end coaching with me or you end intuitive macros, it's not just done, right? It's like, okay, now we have to go live the rest of our lives. And some of us might need the support 
of a community of people who get it. Like me, obviously, I'm running the thing. And uh, all of my other past clients, which are all the same. So I am going to open it up to the hundreds of people who have been through my programs and we will get a good group going and we will have a yearly option and a monthly option. Um, But I want the focus to be on community and your growth and your maintenance uh, when it comes to food and support and personal development. And it is absolutely going to be the most cost-effective way to work with me aside from the cooking classes. The cooking classes are $30. The monthly membership is going to be around $50. And you will get a discount if you decide to pay yearly. So stay tuned for all of that. I'm going to be releasing details around Intuitive Macros and the Intuitive Macros Monthly, which is going to be the membership this week, which is the week of August 1st. I am also opening up my business mentorship early fall likely October, which is going to be a one-on-one and group business mentorship. Not going to get too deep into it right now, but keep it on your radar. If you were hoping or wanting something like that, I have learned so much in my business journey and I, through the years, have kind of gotten away from many of the foundational sales and marketing practices that I think all of us were taught in the beginning, right? Like high pressure sales, handling objections, hiding prices. I am not about that at all. I mean, I did those things at the beginning because I thought that that was what I was supposed to do. And then through time, I realized that, oh, I can be really transparent and I can just have conversations with people and really truly build genuine relationships with people. You know that if even... If you follow me on Instagram and we talk, that's a relationship, you know, and I don't take that lightly that you are in my orbit and in my community and that you have, you know, sent me a message or something. I take all of it really seriously and it means a lot to me. And the way that I see sales is really of service, you know, like you have something that you can offer somebody to help them something that they want. And I know that for me, I have spent years in mentorship. I have spent tens of thousands of dollars on coaching and mentorship, and I haven't done that in the last few years uh, because I feel like I got the skill acquisition that I needed and sort of the accountability and the support for me to just kind of like run free and do my thing and also you know, go to my peers who can answer questions for me and things like that. So I am so excited, so excited for all of these new things and, you know, to continue to have other ways that we can all work together. And I am so passionate about business and leadership uh, because I know that that is you know, the way that I teach about food, it's an avenue for you to live your best life and for you to feel your absolute best and do the things that you want to do with purpose so that your food stuff isn't taking up your life. You know that if you're in like, if you have issues with food, that it sucks up a huge part of your life, literally your entire day. I was, I don't know who I was talking to about this a couple days ago. Um, I was sitting with somebody, who was I talking to? I can't remember who I was talking to, um, but we were talking about how 
how much of our energy is taken up. And it's like literally all day long that you're thinking about food or how you are going to deal with what you ate. And I am not there anymore. And I am so grateful to be able to teach the things that I do and to be able to share my knowledge with women because I fully believe that if you apply these principles, it's not going to be easy because it requires you to get like uncomfortably, brutally honest with yourself. And from there, you can start telling yourself the truth, which means that you have acceptance for where you are eventually. And from there, you can make changes and you can start doing all of the things that you want to do. Your life opens up. And from there, my other passion is helping people build businesses and becoming financially you know, independent and making amazing money from your passion eventually. You know, it's been five years that I've been doing my online business thing, uh, 10 years since I've been an entrepreneur. So for the past 10 years, every cent of money that I have made has come from something I've made with my hands or my brain. And when I say my hands, I mean food. (laughs) When I was a private chef, um, hopefully maybe one day I will sell some of my paintings. Who knows? Um, I, I like envision myself having a gallery one day. I was telling Shantae that the other day on one of our walks. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I don't know when that is going to be or if that's going to be, but it's something like a little vision that I have. Uh, and I am, especially like with the state of the market right now and the recession, it is very important to me to know that I trust myself more than I trust anyone else when it comes to bringing in money and making money. Um I was laid off from my corporate, two corporate positions because it was during the recession. And it's interesting because that's what we think of like being the most secure. And in fact, it was not. So this, you know, building an online business and having a service-based business, which is what I have. I have a couple of products obviously too, but most of it is, uh, you know, a service and programs and stuff like that. Uh, It takes years to do that it's not something that takes three months. If anybody out there tells you that it takes three months or even six months, uh, maybe it can. I don't know if you would have a foundational business, if like you could have something that has legs and and that you can like run with forever. But um, it takes a really long time. But if you have that calling in your heart, why not start building it now, right? Like the time is going to pass anyway. And I do believe that it's important for us to have other ways of bringing in income as this is happening, as we're building. But it is, I'm really passionate about helping women do this because with both food and business, you have to essentially create a new nervous system where you are, because they both uh, require a lot of like a disgusting amount of discomfort to be seen, to put your work out there, to tell yourself the truth. Like that's not the way we operate sometimes. So in that process, and even in the Bloom program, we do that too. So in that process, we, you know, become who we are meant to be. And I know it's not easy. And I know that there's tons of business coaches out there and everybody puts a program out there I am really talking to the person who feels like they have something in them 
and they feel like none of the information out there resonates with them or hits them, or they feel like they have to be the dancing bear or have like this giant, huge, loud, energetic personality, which I do not have. (laughs) Uh, I'm very mellow. Um, I asked, I was talking to Kim and Shantae the other day and I was like, we were talking about, okay, if you were one word, what would it be? And they are the two people that know me best. And Kim said, Zen. And Shantae said, Cozy. (laughs) And that's really how I feel myself to be just like a safe place for, obviously, I know that you decide what is a safe place, but, um, you know, just like an open, non-judgmental space for you to share and get things out and say what you need to say. And then also like, I will push you too. Like I am fully that type of coach that sees your potential and is so loving and compassionate. But at the same time, I know where you want to go. And I know that it's not going to happen without some discomfort, tolerable discomfort, step by step. So all of these things, I've spent so much time talking about this right now, but I'm just so excited to share them with you. Stay tuned for all of those things. I am also this week opening up five applications for one-on-one nutrition coaching. I had 10 clients graduate over the last month which usually I keep around, you know, maybe I think I said this in the last podcast, maybe um, around 30 people. Had 10 people graduate, which is always my goal. Um, And obviously I have spots open now. So I want to take five women who know that they are over consuming and know that they are perhaps eating more than, you know, their maintenance and they want some strategies and techniques to, um, you know, have some healthy fat loss or, you know, heal your mindset around food. I am also going to open up five spots in about two weeks for um, metabolism recovery. So if you have to go through a reverse diet, which actually usually takes about six months to go through that. So it would be a longer program. Usually my one-on-one work is three months. But which is why I know that if you're over consuming, I could probably healthily get you to a place where you're losing in 12 weeks anywhere from, you know, let's say eight to 16 pounds. Um, But if you are needing metabolic recovery, which means that you have dieted for a really long time, you have, you know, consumed a really low amount of calories and you're kind of stuck, the next step would be a reverse diet. So I'm going to open up 10 spots eventually this month. But again, those first five spots are going to be for people who know they are over-consuming. And uh, the next five spots are going to be for metabolic recovery. And when I say you're over-consuming, it doesn't have to be anything, um, you know, anything crazy or wild. I just know that with slight, tw- and you don't feel amazing in your body right now, and you know that you um, would feel better if you had some fat loss you know, I know that with some tweaks and, you know, a little bit of just kind of seeing where you are and making some adjustments, you could start losing weight immediately if you, you know, got into a slight deficit, which wouldn't mean that you would be hungry or, you know, you wouldn't feel satisfied. So again, both of those processes are also also include a lot of mindset coaching and personal development coaching 
and I am I will share more about those on Instagram but um, I'm so excited to share all of these things with you. Let's finally get into this episode now about COVID. So I had COVID. Um, it's been about a month now since I had it. It's, I think, day 30 or maybe day 32 of when I first got it. And I think obviously that we're all going to get it. So I have health anxiety more so if something happens to me. So for example, if I like cut myself on a hike or if I like get a bruise or something, I'm like, oh my God, what is that thing going to turn into? Am I need, am I going to need to like, is I'm going to have to like chop my leg off or something like uh, that's where my brain goes. And I actually got bitten by a spider um, about three months ago in um, North Carolina with Kim. And that was a whole debacle. Like I was totally freaked out about the spider bite. I got a huge bruise and I was like, Kim, this spider bite is huge. Like, is it terrible? What's going to happen? She's like, Ashley, it's totally fine. And then on my way back home, Shantae picked me up from the airport and I was like crying <laughs> when she picked me up. I was like, this spider bite is so big. Something really bad is going to happen to my leg. I was like, I'm not even anxious. I haven't even been anxious about it really until now. And she's like, great, my, my present. <laughs> I get to deal with the anxiety. Um, but she kind of was like, you don't have any systemic issues. It, it looks like a spider bite. You are going to be fine. Um, so with those types of things, I have anxiety for sure. But when it came to COVID, like I very much accepted that, like, obviously this is a thing and that it isn't going away and we would likely all get it. And I think that perhaps all of our stances have changed, uh, given in the fact, given the fact that like over the past two years, like there's definitely less concern now, like people are out and about mask mandates have been lifted. I'm not going to get into like the politics of COVID or anything like that. I do believe in like the science of things. Uh, I am not, uh, I don't have any extreme views on any of this. I'm just really sharing this so you can get an idea of my experience having it as a sensitive person and maybe find some solace or help in this because I wish that I, you know, would have heard somebody talk about it because it really kicked my ass. Like a lot of people said that it was just like, oh, whatever, it's just like a little cold. No, it like really took me down. And I'm going to talk about why in a second. Um, I think I maybe had COVID in December of 2019. I was home in Miami and I remember my sister got really sick and I remember her coughing in when we were home in Miami for Christmas. I remember her coughing and I remember seeing like the air particles from her cough like out in the air and I was like, oh shit, I'm like going to breathe this in. And then the next day I was sick and I was so sick. Like I was in my bed at home. It was a week of the Christmas break. So I was sick like the whole week, uh, just like happened, you know, right now recently. And I was so sick some nights, like my fever was so high that I was like, I might die tonight. Like God, just take me. <laughs> I was so sick. And, um, you know, I didn't really think that it was COVID back then because obviously we didn't know yet, but like my sister came from New York, I was in Miami. These were two of the really big hotspots that it was happening at. So likely I had it back then. And 
when COVID started, like it was definitely freaky for everybody. And, you know, obviously it started in March, 2020. I was traveling in June, 2020. I went to go see, you know, Shantae and I started dating um, right around the beginning of COVID. And when it first started, maybe a little bit like a week or two prior, let's say, um, I would say we were like officially together. Uh, and before that, um, obviously nothing had in terms of COVID, like it didn't start till March, 2020, but we were like, okay, we might not see each other for like a year. I don't know. So then by June we were like, okay, I'm like, I, I want to go see you. So I was already traveling in June, 2020. Obviously there was nobody on, on the flights back then. Um, I remember traveling from Portland to LA and like, literally there was like three people on that flight flights were so cheap. So obviously like I took precautions, we socially distanced, we didn't see anyone, but I still chose during this time within the capacity and within what I considered safe to live my life and do things. Obviously I was masked. I wouldn't, I wasn't with like huge crowds of people. I like refused. I went to Miami and I like refused to give my grandmother a hug because I was like, I cannot get near you. I was on a plane. Um, you know, so I did everything within my capacity to um, keep myself safe and keep everyone safe. But I also felt like I am not going to fully, like, 100% um, not live my life because I'm scared of this thing. And that's just, like, probably the most, like, personal, maybe controversial viewpoint thing I'm going to say here. Uh, so I traveled a bunch of times. Like, I traveled in June 2020. And probably once a month uh, or so until maybe once every six weeks or once a month until about November 2020 when I moved to LA. Um, And I got vaccinated. I got vaccinated in May of 2021. That's when the vaccine came out. I'm like, it did not come out in 2020. Um, So obviously until then, like everything was fine. Like I never got COVID, obviously, like there were dips and waves of when people had it and when they didn't. I obviously like California had the mask mandate forever. So like I still always wore my mask. Um, And then fast forward now to June 2022, Shantae and I went to uh, Boise to uh, watch her or I went to watch her uh, be the opening speaker for the ConvertKit conference, which was absolutely incredible. Um, so that weekend, I think we were gone for three or four days and like, we, you know, hugged a lot of people. We touched a lot of people. Uh, we were with groups of people and I didn't think anything of it. We felt fine. Then we came back on Sunday, on a Sunday and, uh, on Monday I was at Shantae's apartment helping her with something with a video that she was making and I brought her a coffee and it was like a really, uh, it was this one of like the Starbucks sweet cream nitro cold brews and they put like a lot of dairy in it. It was like really white. I was like this. I'm sorry. This is so white. And I remember her drinking it and being like, my throat feels weird after I drink after I drank this. And I was like, oh, OK, well, you know, rest tonight, whatever. Then by Tuesday, she was like a day ahead of me. By Tuesday, I was remember being on my client calls, which my client calls always happen on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I remember being on my calls and being like, I don't feel well. And this was in the afternoon. I even ran an intuitive macros call that day. 
And I was just like, hmm. you know, when you just feel yourself kind of getting run down, I definitely felt that by Tuesday night. I went and got, uh, Shantae went and got like a bunch of those um, like elderberry immunity shots. Uh, and we had a bunch of those. I made a soup for us. I went and got bone broth and I made a soup. So I brought her some of the soup and um, like that night on Tuesday and you know, that night I was like, oh, I'm definitely coming down with something. And then on Wednesday I woke up and I had 102 fever and I had that fever all day. Like I felt like I was boiling. Um, Thursday, I still had a fever, uh, maybe a hundred or 101, but my symptoms changed every single day. This is why it's like such an interesting illness. Uh, and I, I'm not going to talk about the science at all uh, in this. That is not my expertise. If you want to know more about COVID specifically long COVID, uh, my friend Rachel at all underscore things underscore cardio palm. I will put her information in the show notes. You can find her on Instagram with that handle. Um, she has a lot of the science around this and like a lot of techniques to get better. So I would suggest, um, looking at her Instagram or getting her the replay of a a recent webinar that she did all about this. Um, But my symptoms changed daily. Like I had that fever. I just felt so run down. Then I just had this like malaise, big congestion, a cough. I just felt like in my, like my brain hurt. Like I felt like I couldn't recall things as much. I felt like I couldn't um, like, I was just like, ironically, right now it's happening. (laughs) Just like kind of at a loss for words. I feel like I couldn't access parts of my brain. And during this time, I was like, well, I have to obviously isolate from people. Uh, I saw Shantae most days um, or pretty much every day. And I obviously I saw her, but otherwise I didn't obviously didn't see anybody because I tested positive. Um, I found that... I, again, it changed every single day and it was such a weird feeling. It was like this fatigue and, um, this fatigue that I felt would never go away, which is like my health anxiety. Like, well, I'm just going to feel like this forever. Um, you know, so I thought that that was so strange. I definitely had like body aches. My fever went away after like the first few days. And I also tested on Wednesday, I think Wednesday morning, I went masked to CVS. I got a couple tests and I tested negative with those two tests. And then I ordered a couple more tests on Amazon, this orange test. If you go to my Amazon storefront, you'll be able to um, see it. If you just search Amazon COVID tests, uh, you'll see the orange one. And then I think on Thursday, I tested positive. And um, again, lots of head stuff memory things. I probably felt like 10% of myself. And because I knew I was going to be isolating, I was like, okay, I'm going to get a bunch of work done. Like I'm going to finally update my website. I'm going to do all these lagging tasks that I've been putting off. Like literally couldn't do anything. Um, It was just, it really, really, really like kicked my ass. And I am somebody who can like definitely power through these things. Um, And I didn't feel like I could do that for this. Thankfully, with my job, it, you know, my clients are very understanding. So I was able to reschedule calls. I was still like in Voxer and texting with clients if they needed me. Um, 
but for the most part, I canceled most of my calls. I My diet was also interesting too. In the beginning, I relied a lot on these Lotus Foods organic uh, brown rice ramen packets that were delicious. But then after the first few days, I just got really sick of them. I like literally just add water to these. Um, and you they have like the little rice block and then the seasoning packet. Uh, so I ate a bunch of those, but then I just like reached a point where I was like, I can't even handle any of these flavors. So I ate a ton of fruit. I got groceries delivered, um, a ton of oatmeal toast. And then I would have days where like, I wouldn't eat that much during the day. And then at night, I also, by the way, discovered a DoorDash during this time. So dangerous, so easy (laughs) to just like order the things that you need to, um, so I got like, you know, gluten-free burger and fries some nights. I uh, even got like, uh, I tried to be dairy-free for the most part to keep my inflammation down. But like one day I did get like the Shake Shack uh, custard, which is so delicious. Um, And I just like was grateful for any time that I was hungry. So I literally ate like junk. I did not eat protein really at all um, because I just couldn't even look at it or stomach it. So I was like literally eating carbs all day that was it. And I also was not exercising at all. Like nothing. Obviously I would take Miss Faye outside. Uh, she has to go out many times a day, at least three or four times a day she goes out. Um, and I don't have like a little yard or anything. And also she won't go to the bathroom if she's not walked. So I would still take her out. And, um, Shantae was doing better than me. Like I was basically dead in my house and she was like making reels and already lifting. Like, (laughs) literally making a reel every day and already lifting after like, I don't know, maybe six days or even before that, but she was walking and doing things and I just couldn't. Um, so obviously like I wasn't totally just like cabin fever mode and just in the house. I did have to take Miss Faye outside, tried to get a little sunshine in my, in my eyes in the morning. Um, and the nutrition thing and the exercise thing was interesting because I was like, I'm literally not doing anything right now and I'm eating like junk and I'm also not worried about this. Like I'm so far removed from that way of thinking. And I also know the principles of nutrition, you know? So I was like, okay, all I'm going to do now is like worry about my, about recovery, but know that like if I didn't overconsume, I would be fine. You know, not that that would matter, but like I also, I also wanted to feel good. I also like, like feel good in my body um, in terms of like the quantity of things that I was eating. So literally days and days and days of like 200 steps, um, no lifting, obviously. I probably had about two weeks of sickness. Um, I did the intuitive macros call like on day 10. It was one of the like last calls that we had. And I had a cough attack at the end of the call. And everybody was like so sweet and nice. They were like, oh my God, Ashley, just like, I'm sorry. And I was like, we're going to have to end the call right now. Uh, Again, thankfully it was at the end, but um, I pushed myself a little bit too much. Uh, By day 12, I was out and about again. And I reached a point where I started just feeling a little bit better every day. There were points in like from days one to 12 where like I would feel a little bit better. And then I felt really, I would feel really bad. Like I, I had like a regression on like day four. Um, I stayed at Shantae's house early, uh, 
one of the early days and just, I think just changing environments. Um, I ended up getting sicker after that. Obviously we were both like infected (laughs) with this. Um, but I then decided like, you know, I'm gonna, I should probably just stay put and, um, you know, be at my place and, um, do what I needed to do in order to recover. But there were definitely times where like, I'd feel better and then feel a little bit worse. And again, by day 12, I was out and I went out that day. I went to a volleyball tournament and walked around the beach and that was great. Um, but I definitely still felt like I was like a weaker version of myself. Um, and that day on day 12, I woke up in my bed itching like crazy And I looked down at my legs and they were covered in bites. And I thought that this was like that Miss Faye had fleas, which uh, Miss Faye's only had fleas once in her life. It was last summer and it was the worst. Uh, So I'm always like cognizant of uh, here in the South Bay where I live. It's very common for dogs to get fleas in the summer. She'd literally never had them in her life. And I she does sleep when I sleep here at my place, she does sleep with me in the bed. And, um, I woke up and I had bites all over my legs and was just so itchy. Literally the middle of the night I woke up and from itching myself and I was like, Oh my God, it's the fleas. And then I looked down at my legs and my arms and they were just covered in hives on my stomach, on my back, literally my whole body. It's never happened to me in my life that I've had hives. And I started, I was like, oh my God, it's the fleas. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm probably having, I forgot who said something like this, but I remember somebody saying something about this. So I started Googling and I was like, oh, it's a COVID symptom. So I got uh, Claritin and uh, Benadryl door dashed to me. I'm like the door dash girl, uh, you know, during COVID. Um, And then with the Claritin, it ended up, um, you know, clearing up after about two days, but it was still really scary to have that. Around day 13 to 14, I tried to lift again and I definitely was at like, you know, 30% capacity, let's say like just lifting really, really, um, not heavy, not intensely. The day before that, like I had gone on like some bigger walks and definitely felt better. Um, But I, the day after I lifted for the first time, I had never been so sore in my life, especially in my quads, which was so weird and interesting to me that that happened. Um, But I had never, ever been so sore. And it was so, so, so interesting that that had happened. Um, It really took me about three to four weeks to feel normal and really a month to feel like myself. So if you find yourself having it now, give yourself that time. Obviously, do what you can with like your work situation and your life situation, especially like if you're a mom. I think moms don't like they, they you know, what do you do um, if you have this? Like I was thinking of that the whole time. Like I have my dog to take care of. But if you're a mom and you have children to take care of and you're sick, I feel like obviously, um, you know, we still feel bad, but I think that probably like a maternal instinct kicks in where you're like, I have to be there for my kids too. So I was really thinking about that. Um, obviously I don't know what it's like to have children. Um, but try to rest as much as you can. That was really what I focused on was just like not pushing it, uh, really just like trying to conserve my energy. 
I, in terms of supplementation, I took a lot of elderberry um, supplements. I took a bunch of those like ginger, turmeric, elderberry shots too. I had a bunch of bone broth when I could stomach it, uh, oil of oregano, uh, vitamin C, vitamin D, and echinacea. And I also would make a little healing tea for Shantae and I that had, that was brewed ginger tea with um, half a lemon squeezed into that with one tablespoon of honey. It's a delicious tea. It's so good and so soothing. And it made, it always makes me feel better. My mom used to make that for me when I was younger. You can also do it with lime. I like it with lemon, but again, honor that process and honor how you are. And after watching um, my friend Rachel, who I was talking to you about before, our all things cardio palm, um, did a presentation in Shantae's Mafia group, and which is like her membership community. And I was watching the replay, and she was saying that if you have past autoimmune or GI issues, or if you are just like a sensitive-bodied person. COVID is likely going to hit you way harder, which explains the difference between Shantae and I, because she doesn't have any of those things. Like she's like pretty good and and healthy. I have a lot of past um, things with my body that uh, obviously I'm fine now, but like I had used to have a lot of GI issues, a lot of autoimmune stuff. um, And that's still obviously in my system to a certain extent. So she was saying that you just get hit way harder. And I definitely had that experience. And just in the little bit of sharing that I did on Instagram, many of you DM'd me and were like, oh my God, I felt so bad. I had no idea that this was going to happen. Write it out. Like, do what you got to do. Obviously, like, live your life to the way that you need to in terms of like working and getting the things done that you can, but to the best that you can, rest rest, rest, rest. Let it be okay that you are resting, which was like an issue, like a little mind thing that I had that was like, I should be doing more. I should be not resting. I'm going to be like this forever. What am I going to do? You know, Uh, but eventually the more I let myself rest, the better I got. Um, I even went to Vegas like on day, like three and a half weeks after. And I, I wasn't feeling, I was maybe at 90%. Um, but I went and it was fine. And I really feel really, really good now. I'm back to normal. I've been on my Peloton. It was like my Peloton was delivered. And then like two days later, I, (laughs) I got COVID, which was funny. Um, you know, so I've been on the bike, I've been walking, I've been lifting almost to my full capacity. And I'm still going to be like, cautious in my life and, and, you know, um, do the things that I need to. But I am also like, not, again, willing to sacrifice my own mental health, because it is really not good for me to be isolated, um, sacrifice my own mental health, because I'm scared of this. I went through it now. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. But again, the reason that I am sharing all of this with you is one, for the sensitivity factor. And two, because it's likely that you are very sensitive too. So I want you to know that like, if you feel like your symptoms are way more intense or like they really kicked your ass, that that's to be expected. Um, But yeah, that was my experience with COVID. We will see what happens if get it again. I don't know. Uh, yeah, things still feel very uncertain with all of that. Um, 
I think the most important things that we can do is stay healthy and get healthy. Put muscle on your frame. Um, eat protein when you're not sick. Um, get your vitamins and minerals and micronutrients. Lift weights. Exercise. That is truly how we can build immunity. Muscle is the organ of longevity and immunity. So the more muscle we have, the healthier we'll be and the better it'll be for us to uh, recover from these things, to just like keep ourselves in a place where we are resilient and robust. And to also remember that nothing lasts forever. Like that is very much a chorus in my mind. Like, oh my God, you're feeling this way. I cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can't even imagine what it's like to feel good again. I'm like, well, my walks are a thing of the past now (laughs) forever. Um, Maybe you have a little bit of that anxiety too. Maybe you don't. But I wanted to share this with you for those reasons and to also just remind us that all we can do is control ourselves and work on our own immunity and our own overall health, which obviously, you know, I'm really passionate about anyway. But um, thank you all for listening. Thank you for obviously listening to the COVID stuff and all this stuff that I said at the beginning. Next week's episode or next episode is going to be all about uh, the lessons from my coming out and all of that. So I will keep you all posted um, on that episode, obviously, and with all of the things that I talked about in the beginning. I hope you all have a great rest of your day, your night, your afternoon, whatever it is that you're doing. And as always, I'm sending you lots and lots of love and we will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to WISE. If you want to get in touch with me or if you want to submit a question to be answered on this podcast, please send me a DM and follow me on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. I love hearing from you. My DMs are always open. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with somebody that you love and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.